Hello, it's Kaylee Slusher, and today we're going to be talking about bad jokes, great laughs, oat milk, bullcrap, refrigerator sideboards, and creepy children's songs. Join me. to the Kelly Slusher Show with your host, Kelly Slusher. What is that smell? Are you tired of your husband missing the toilet to the side on the left just a little? Just look at those streaks just running down the toilet bowl collecting dust and fur. And time and time again, we've heard the same thing from wives and live-in girlfriends. You're in for a treat with you, Urine Pal. No longer do you have to be the enemy of urine. You can be its best friend. Thank you, Urine Pal. We're pals now. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. It's Kelly Slusher, and that was Urine Pal. And I made that many years ago. And I found it the other day and I was like, oh yeah, urine pal. Anyway, it's, you know, it's just, it's geared towards the, the women who, you know, are just so tired of their husbands missing the toilet. And they talk about, they're like, oh, Harold, just, he just misses the toilet just right there. It just, he can't make it in. Can you believe it? What are you, blind? And I have to sit here and clean it up. Well, that's why I try Urine Pal. It really helps me. And my favorite part about that sketch is, or that fake advertisement is, it says really quickly, and it's my favorite part, it says, it's running down the toilet bowl collecting dust and fur. So gross. <laughs> it's collecting dust and fur. I love it. It's so gross. Anyway, that is just, oh man, it's like those, those ads and there's always like the ads and it's like the ladies, um, and they're like, you know, it's like the how it's the moms, you know, and they're in just how they uh, advertise and really like in the eighties, that's kind of like my favorite era of like these kinds of ads. Cause they were just, they didn't even question it. You know, they were just going, no one questioned it. So, um. Okay, so have you ever tripped out? Okay, my mommy, my mom calls me her sunshine. And um, she always, when I was a kid, she'd always sing, You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. So that song seems super happy. You know, it seems like, oh, what, is, what a beautiful song. And then, but... The verse, you know, the other night, the other night, dear, as I was laying, I dreamt I held you in my arms. When I awoke, dear, I was mistaken. So I hung my head and I cried. You are my son. Okay, there goes, you are my sunshine. And the second verse is, I'll always love you and make you happy if you will only say the same. But if you love me to another, you'll regret it all one day. <laughs> like, you'll regret it. You are my sunshine. And now it sounds psycho, you know, like you're my sunshine, my only sunshine. And if you ever don't like me back, you'll regret it for the rest of your life. 
<laughs> okay, I'm pretty sure that came in. It's probably distorted. I didn't check my audio, but anyway, I gotta get more, I gotta get more betters at that. But that's really crazy. And then, okay, the other one, Rockabye Baby. I used to trip out on this. Let me find it. Okay, Rockabye Baby. Rockabye Baby on the treetops. When the bow breaks, the cradle will rock. When the bow breaks, the cradle will fall. And down will come baby cradle and all. What? Rockabye Baby on the treetops. Okay, Rockabye Baby on the treetops. Why? Put your baby on a treetop. Oh, little sweet baby. And little, I'm going to sing you a beautiful song. I'm going to put you in a treetop. You fragile little baby. Okay, the next lyric. When the wind blows, the cradle will rock. Ooh, that be scary. My baby up on the treetop. Wouldn't you? Oh, boo, boo, boo. Wouldn't that be scary? I mean, is this not psycho? Wouldn't that be scary if I put you on the treetop? Because when the wind blows, it's going to rock. And then it says, when the bell breaks, the cradle will fall. Okay. So you're saying the baby's going to fall out of the tree because you're putting it on a treetop. And down will come baby cradle and all. People are sing, or maybe not as much anymore, but we're singing this to their children. It's a, it's like hidden mess. Like no one's listening to the lyrics. But why? Why would there be a baby? Why would there be a song that people are singing to their babies? And it's talking about that. Makes no sense. Maybe I'll look up the history. Okay, and another creepy song is Ring Around the Rosie. And I remember being as a kid, we would sing that ring. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, they all fall down. Okay, it goes something similar to that. It's that, it's those lyrics though. Ring around the rosy, pocket full of posies, ashes, ashes, they all fall down. Like, it doesn't sound like a little kid. It's supposed to be like a kid's song. Okay, but what it actually means... Okay, so... That cute little song that people would sing. That's sweet, sweet, isn't it sweet? That's a really sweet song. Let's all sing that together. All you five and six years old. Oh yeah, let the three-year-olds join. Come on, let's all hold hands, okay? Let's sing this really cute song. Oh, by the way, it's about... It's associated with Black Death and one of the deadliest epidemics in history. The opening words, Ring Around the Rosie, represents the skin lesion associated with the disease that appears, appears as a bright red or rosy ulcerated spot surrounded by a ring. The next line, Pocket Full of Posies, has another meaning as physicians used to carry scent herbs and flowers called posies in front of their noses in an attempt to ward off the plague. And then the very last line, ashes to ashes, we all fall down. Now that's about when the bodies would, when people would die and they would burn the bodies. The ashes. Isn't that sweet? Let's all sing it again. Let's all go in a, a circle. Let's all, let's just hold hands in a circle and sing this really sweet song. No wonder why we're all messed up. <laughs> no wonder why. 
I bet I could dig into like a bunch of this stuff. I actually kind of did a little bit of digging, um, kind of looking at some of this stuff, and I found some other things. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll have an, I'll mention it on another episode, but yeah, that's what we're messed up. <laughs> All right, let's let's lighten it up here. Let's lighten it up. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna talk to talk to you about this. And my mom was talking to me the other day. We were talking the other day, and she was telling me about when she was a kid, their refrigerator didn't have side doors. And she went over to the neighbor's house, and they had side doors on the refrigerator. And she'd never seen anything like that. And she's like, wow, whoa, they have side doors. These guys are really rolling in the dough. Does your refrigerator have side doors? Then that means you're upper class. Does your refrigerator have side doors? I'm so envious of your side doors. But don't come over to my house because we don't have a... But don't come over to my house and open up our refrigerator because we don't have side doors. And you might think we're poor, but that's an illusion. If we only had side doors. Oh man, I have so many good stories. My mom has the best stories. Like, oh man. She said I could share them, and she listens to this, so yeah. That's your side door story, Mom. I'm going to have her on here. I'm, I'm going to have her tell some stories. Okay, I'm going to try something. Let's see if it works. Okay, so I decided, oh, I'm going to tell classic jokes. Good old classic jokes. And then I'm going to insert some canned laughs. And um, I'm doing this as a, <laughs> as a joke. <laughs> If you can believe it. No, I always thought it was really silly that, uh, you know, like, uh, well, you know, shows would always insert fake laughs. And you could tell they're like, they sound like they're on a loop. And they're always like at the exact same time and they last for the exact same length. And, um, you know, I wonder how many TV shows we've ever watched that was actually, that just weren't really funny, but then they had to throw those laughs in there. And so let's hear what it sounds like. Here we go. Here's some classic jokes. Um, with some canned laughs, fake laughs. Well, actually, they're probably real laughs. They're real laughs, but they're not really here. So uh, I went on a date with a mushroom last night. What? He was a fun guy. <laughs> Thank you. What do you call a fish wearing a bow tie? So fish decayed. <laughs> Seeing in the shower is fun until you get soap in your mouth. Then it's a soap opera. <laughs> a skeleton walks into a bar and says, Hey, bartender, I'll have one more beer and a mop. <laughs> what did baby corn say to the mama corn? Where's popcorn? <laughs> Where do you learn to make a banana split? Sunday school. <laughs> Did Dad get a haircut? No, he got all of them cut. Okay, so I love that singular guy laugh. I found that one. That's pretty funny. Only he thought the ghost mop story was funny. <laughs> um, so um, it would be really funny if someone was didn't know about my 
had never heard my podcast and they're like, oh, what's the Kelly Flesha show? And they click on this part and they're like, oh, she tells those kinds of jokes and she inserts the laughs. Uh, skip, uh, skip. Well, they missed an opportunity, I'll tell you that. And like, I gotta say something. This is disturbing. I woke up this morning and I get out of bed and then I come back and I look if there's this bug in my bed and I do not know what this is. I have no idea what the heck this is and it's just destroyed. And then I look and it's like on the, there's like, you know, it's like smeared on the sheets. <laughs> Apparently there was a creepy bug in my bed and I destroyed it. I destroyed it in the middle of the night. So um, <laughs> he thought it was pretty funny, but um, but it's true. And um, it's, you know, it, this, that, it's that moment of just being like, gosh, I just really destroyed that thing. But man, oh. Anyway, it's creepy, huh? I don't like that. I don't like bugs in my bed, but I killed it on, you know, just by like, because I squirm a lot, because I'm squirmy. So I started thinking about medieval days and peasants. You know, most people who have homes and jobs and stuff, and even though you might be lower class, you're still living like a king compared to how they lived. I mean, it was crazy. Anyway, um,. Okay, so then I started thinking about scullery maids, and there was a time when I was just thinking about scullery maids and thinking about like the I guess kind of tripping on like the lowest of low jobs that you can have, and there was you know times in history where it was so bad, and I'm sure this happens in third world countries. I'm sure there are people you know no regulations, but anyway, the scullery maid. So there was a. I worked for this lady, this was oh, way back when I lived in Portland. I did some house cleaning for this lady and um, she was just so lame. She was so snotty and I didn't like her and I never wanted to go back. And so I um, gave, oh, so then I came home and then I was like, I put on the character of like Mika Napkins, which is she's like my socially awkward character. She talks like this. She lives with her mom. She lived with her mom in, in, in like a trailer park. And, you know, she's like an adult child. Um, and she's just really fun to play. I, haven't done, I actually haven't done a lot of Mika Napkins. But these little songs that I created, I just took a keyboard and I just pressed like the, uh, what was it, like the demo songs or whatever. They have like a bunch, but there's, they're kind of just dorky, you know. And so I just like riffed 12, probably like 9 to 12 of these songs. And this one I riffed because I was so uh, upset at this lady that I came home and was like, I'm going to write this. I'm going to make a silly song about this. And so, um, you know, it's intended to sound off. It's intended to be at a key. You know, I can actually sing. But when I do these, it's intended to be like I'm trying to be a bad singer. Like I'm trying. I'm really trying to do all that. Um, it's funny that I would say that. I heard that um, if you ever watch Andy Griffith and Barney, I love that show and I love Barney. And um, he was actually this really good singer. And there was one of the episodes he had to sing bad. There's a couple episodes where he actually had to sing bad. And they said it was really hard for him to sing bad. And it really made him feel 
if if I'm correct about this, like he didn't like it. Like it kind of was hard for him to fake. Like he couldn't sing because he could actually sing, and that's how I feel. Like I can sing, and so when I when I sing off, I'm always like, well, you know, that's cringy, but it's definitely anyway. Let's 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 just, uh, let's just check it out. The thing is, you were really nice to me that day. You wanted me to scrub the floor with the knee pads on and I didn't like the way you talked to me or the way that you begged your baby see lady I'm not your scholarly maid lady I'm not your scholarly maid you see how I feel this way so deeply because it's Christmas what are you doing for Christmas I want to punch you in your face for Christmas. Yeah, that's Mika Napkin singing scholarly. I'm not your scholarly maid. Scholarly maid. Okay, so in large households, the people who were hired to assist the cook were scholarly maids. Usually these scholarly maids were very, were very young girls, but they occupied the lowest rank of the female servants. Even though they used to work very hard... Even though they used to work very hard, they were the first to wake up in the morning and the last to go to bed. And they were looked down upon even by other servants. Scullery maids were not even allowed to eat at the communal the communal servants' dining hall table as they had to be there in the kitchen to take care of the food that was still cooking. So they started out as young, young women, but I believe that they lived this life and it was just really, it's, it's like, it's so hard. Like, it's not as bad as being a peasant. But it was like the lowest of the low, the Edwardian, Victorian days. Um, let me see. They barely didn't get paid hardly anything. They had to wake up in the morning. They had to take all the bedpans out in the very first thing in the morning. They had to start the fire. They had to scrub the floors and like, you know. And it's kind of funny because it seems like we still have, even though it's not as bad as this, there's still this hierarchy thing that happens. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking, like, why do people want to? They always want to wear like, or wear? Yeah, they do. They want to wear the nicest clothes. There's all these people. They have the biggest, most mighty, the nicest, nicest of cars, and the we live in the grand house up there on the hill. And you know, there's still that. Like, there's these people that have king and queen complexes. Like, they want it. They want that, and they want to rule. And a lot of times. I say those kind of people not always but a lot of times they're super square I'm just gonna say they're square but they think they're really cool they're square they're not cool okay so but yeah the the back to I just I just think about that like what it feels like this sometimes you know where you're like you're just like a servant to people and uh it's it's but the yeah and if you're enjoying my podcast, please like, subscribe, rate, and um, anything that you do on that on your end that would help me grow this podcast would be awesome. I also love to hear from you guys. I do get messages from people and I love it. Like no creepy stuff, but like... <laughs> And you can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram. I have a Kelly Slusher podcast page. I have a Kelly Slusher music. I have all that stuff. You just type in Kelly Slusher and all my 
you know, most of my pages will pop up and yeah, follow me. I do put a lot of uh, random things on there that wouldn't, you know, how am I going to put this on this podcast? And I'm also working on a Patreon page. And so that's going to be coming up here in a bit. And that will be super fun because there's going to be a lot behind that paywall that I can share with my subscribers. Awesome. And back to the scullery maid subject. I kind of wanted to make a resume that said I was a scullery maid and see if people would hire me. Yeah, yeah, I was a scullery maid from like 1894 to like 1922. Um, that, you know, and then I list the duties and be like, and that was, um, that helped me develop my skill of cooking back when I was a scullery maid in the Victorian days. What would people do? Like if you started talking about like, so tell me about yourself and you start t- talking about like, oh man, that'd be good. You start talking about dates that were like, you know, 1820 and like, yeah, back in the 1600s, I used to be a peasant, but my mad skill is that I worked my way out of that and I was able to become a manager at a bakery and I was able to serve bread to the peasants and so yeah, I'm just really good at like, you know, moving moving up in my, my positions at, at a job. What do they do? Like if you were just like doing that, like you're just like, I don't know. And I always think like in job interviews, you know, they're like job interviews are, they can be good. They can be kind of fun and they can be awful. But I just think that if you really want a job, you know, someone's interviewing you and all you have to do to not get the job is to like act, you know, just one little thing, just go, you know, that's it. You just look away and go, you won't get the job. Or like, you probably won't get the job. Or, you know, just do some one little thing. I always laugh about that. Like, you, it's true. You do one kind of odd thing, or, um, what if I pour my hot coffee on you? You know, just say something like, what if I pour this coffee on you? It get all over the resume. Okay, but I really want the job. But like, she was great, but just a little off. I don't think I can, we can't trust that here. <laughs> I'm gonna start using that as my interludes in between subjects, not really. Not really. Okay, what is up with this stupid, annoying oat milk craze? Please, please make this go away. And you know what? It's always trends. Remember when it was soy milk, you know, and then coconut milk and almond milk? They all had their debut and their highlights. I actually do like soy milk. That's a personal thing. I totally understand why people don't, but I, I like it. It doesn't do weird things to me. It actually makes me feel good. But the thing is, is like, I don't know. There's just this whole, there's always these trends. You know, if you've been on this planet long enough, you start seeing it. Then they they go and they peak and then they fall down. There's that brand Oatly and they have like that cover and it looks all like stamp print. So it has this like, 
And it looks like it's like, looks, they make it look very grassroots. They make it look totally like something, you know, like you'd see at the farmer's market or some like mom and pop. It has that kind of look to it. You guys know what I'm talking about because it's everywhere. You go to a cafe, hey, can I get, you know, what do you, what's your milk alternative? You know, and it's always like, well, we got oat milk and we got coconut milk. Or it's like always choices I don't ever like. Sometimes they'll have almond milk, but I mean, I'm not dairy-free, but when it comes to, I'm a, I just love almond milk. It's like my favorite. I, I could just drink almond milk. And real quick, I just want to give a shout out to Seth Makes Sounds. I use a lot of his tracks and this one's called The Lord's Chords and it's just so beautiful. And um, he makes a lot of copyright free music. And it seems like he's releasing all of this stuff at the same time I'm releasing my podcast so I keep you know he'll like release more cool stuff so yeah I love he's he's got this perfect um, vibe but anyway so they used to drink almond milk in medieval days and so that's really not a trend it's just it's a smart thing you know like it's easy to make um, but when it comes probably maybe soy too but almond milk was a thing it's got protein, you know, it's delicious. And to me, it's the only one that I want to drink. I'm not, a, I don't like rice milk, but anyway, back to the Oatly thing. So they have that in every cafe, it's in every store in there. They're making, those people are making so much money and it's just oats. You know, oats are the one of the cheapest crops, I think, like they're just inexpensive. And then you, you know, you put it, you soak the oats and whatever, and then they slap a cool label on it and make it a trend. And the interesting thing is, is the very first time I tasted it, I was like, this is good, but I know that I don't want to drink this all the time. Like, I know it. I don't want to drink a cup of oatmeal. You know, it's like, it's like, I, I like oatmeal, but I'm not going to replace everything with that. Like, and then if you look at the packaging and you look at the labels, like what's actually in that brand, it's pretty deceiving you know to make it taste that creamy so they're doing things and it's not I don't think it's good for you to be honest especially if people suffer with like blood disorders like um, high sugar like can't have a lot of sugars and so that actually peaks your blood sugar so I mean to me it's a whole thing and the thing about milk it's a protein I don't think there's any protein and maybe I'm wrong about this in oats but I don't think so I don't think it's like it's on like the top, if you were to look at protein, you need protein. And it doesn't, I don't know, it just makes everything taste like oatmeal. So anyway, that's my rant. Um, I'm now at the end of my, my show. Thank you guys for listening. And um, I hope you enjoyed this. All right. Okay. Bye, you guys. Adios, amigos. Adios.